are you all doing today? Welcome to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. I am your host, Tari Kaya Allen Butler, and this is a podcast for Christian moms who struggle with limiting beliefs and want to learn how to make over their mindsets and level up their lifestyle and faith, family, finances, and fitness. Tap in each week for the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast, where you will learn major keys to stop coming up short on your goals and start leveling up for the type of lifestyle you desire, God's way. Ready to level up? Let's do it. All right, so we are here for today's episode, which is on part two of how to overcome depression. Um, If you missed part one, um, that episode will be available in the links on the show notes um, for the podcast platform, as well as on my YouTube channel. So just a quick recap of what we talked about um, in regards to depression on the first episode is that, you know, there has been an increase um, in conversation about depression these days. Um, I definitely don't think it's something that's new um, in regards to mental health, but it is something that I think the conversation is a little more open. Um, And we have been able to see that the face of depression can be on anybody, that depression doesn't discriminate. It can be with men, women, children, teenagers. It doesn't matter your race. It doesn't matter your social status or your income status. That depression can take hold of anybody's life at any given time. Um, Depression is a mood disorder that causes a persistent feeling of sadness and a loss of interest. And according to Webster, um, something that is depressed is sunk down below the surrounding region. It means to sink, to press down or hold below ground level. All right. Um, And just a quick disclaimer. um, I am not a mental health counselor or a professional. Um, Everything that I'm sharing in today and as well as last episode um, is based off my personal experience. (laughs) My personal experience with depression, what helped me to overcome it. So um, if you do feel like, you know, your depression is to the point where you want to self-harm or it's just too much for you to manage and function in life, um, there's a number, the 988-988, and that is the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. All right. Um, I also share that um, a lot of what I'm sharing today is from the book Battlefield of the Mind by Joyce Meyer. Um, I definitely want to give credit where it's due. Um, And in this book, she highlights Psalms 143, 3 3 through 10, which provides some practical yet effective ways to overcome depression. Um, So last episode, I focused on Psalm 143, verses 3 through 6. And today's focus will be on verses 7 through 10. And we'll close out um, with this topic. I hope that you all have been... um, enjoying this month's talks on mental health and things of that nature. I definitely have enjoyed talking with you all. So let's hop right into it. Um, Here are four more ways to overcome depression. So the first thing that you can do is to ask for God's help. Psalms 143 and 7 says, come quickly, Lord, and answer me for my depression deepens. Don't turn away from me or I will die. 
Um, and my scripture that I'll be reading today is from the New Living Translation, the NLT version. So depression can put us in a state where it's like this urgency to get out of it, right? Where we literally want to feel anything else besides this besides this deep level of sadness. So here in this scripture, um, we see the writer is saying like, come quickly, Lord, <laughs> answer me for my depression deepens. Don't turn away from me or I will die. Now, this sounds very, very dramatic, which I will have to say when it comes to me and my emotions, I can be dramatic. <laughs> Maybe you can relate, um, especially with the writer here at this point where he's like basically rushing God to hurry up <laughs> and help because he's not sure how much longer that he can hold on. So when we're in this situation um, in regards to depression, most people feel that they need to turn to an alternative source for help when they feel like God is taking too long um, and not moving fast enough to get them out of their depression. So some alternative methods um, that we use could be drugs, alcohol, sex, or um, expecting another person to fill us up or make us happy and pull us out of our depression. All of those things that I just named are simply temporary fixes. That's it. It's like a quick little hit, a quick little moment. You feel better in that moment. But at the end of the day, that depression is still lingering over your head, lingering over your mind, just waiting for a chance to fall back down and pull you back down into that sadness. The only source of help that gets to the root of the issue is God. And I feel like a lot of times, um, I know I shared this in part one, sometimes we just have to figure out why we are so sad. Like just take a, a step back and evaluate the whole situation and look at our, change our perspective sometimes and just see, okay, why am I so sad? Why am I feeling this way um, in this moment, right? So again, the only source that really helps with this is God because he gets to the root of that thing. <laughs> and the root is like that main cause or that main issue. It's probably something that you've never thought of um, over years or a trauma or something that you have experienced that you didn't realize was affecting you um, now in your relationships or in specific areas of your life, right? I know one thing for me um, that helped me with this or that I can give an example for is me and overeating. So I love eating. I'm a foodie, still working on that to this day. But I know that as a kid, I would overeat a lot. Definitely when it came to, and still as an adult sometimes, definitely when it came to snacks and sweets and stuff, I just felt like I didn't have control of how much of it I ate. Like there was just no limit. If I wanted it, I could eat it. But what I realized is that the root of that was, that my heart was empty, that my emotions were empty. And I was literally trying to fill myself up with some type of feeling or emotion. Um, I realize now that I tend to want to snack or grab something sweet when I'm bored at home. But again, the root of that issue is me feeling alone or me feeling unseen or me feeling like this is a way for me to fill myself up and entertain myself. So like I said, you know, God is the only true antidote when it comes to depression, because he knows the exact root of what that issue is. Um, a lot of times we go through things. And like I said, we don't know the, we feel like it's just who we are, but it's a deeper issue that God sees. And remember, he's our creator. 
He knows us inside and out. He knows the number of hairs on our head. We don't know that, right? There's things about us that he doesn't know. So when we bring this level of sadness to him, um, a lot of times he can kind of pinpoint out what that root issue is that we are dealing with. So you want to ask for help and trust that God is sending help to you at the right time. Remember that there is a season for everything under the sun. We find this in Ephesians chapter three. Even though you may not feel good in this season of sadness, this could simply just be a season of sadness for you. Have faith that this too shall pass. All right. I think that's the main thing. Um, and I shared this in part one with Ephesians three about how there's a reason for everything under the sun, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to laugh and rejoice and a time to be sad and weep. So sometimes you have to look at the situation from that different perspective, like, okay, I'm really sad right now. I'm really feeling down right now, but maybe this is simply a season for me to experience these emotions and it's okay. All right. The second thing you can do to overcome depression is to listen to the Lord. And I added an extra piece to this and do what he says, <laughs> listen to the Lord and do what he says. Psalms 143 and eight says, let me hear of your unfailing love each morning for I am trusting you. Show me where to walk for I give myself to you. So the best way to listen to God or to hear from him is to read his word, period. <laughs> the word is God and the word was with God. I know um, a lot of people, this is a struggle that they have with their walk with God, where they're like, well, how do I hear from him? How do I know if he's speaking to me? One of the main places you can go is to the Bible and to his word. He's talking all up and through those scriptures, right? So um, Psalms 119 and 105 confirms this by saying that God's word is a lamp to guide our feet and a light for our path, right? So anything that you're dealing with, any struggles that you have or any problems that you have, you can go to God's word for help. You can go to God's word for advice, right? And this is where you're listening to the Lord, right? By reading his word. Now, this is that second part that I added. Not only listen, but you have to do what it says. Y'all, this scripture is so good that I didn't even have to uh, excerpt any information from it and make it my own words. Like the scripture is pretty much <laughs> plain to the T of what I mean. So James one verses 20 through, 22 through 25, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. All right, y'all see my point. <laughs> like this is literally verbatim, word for word, the scripture. I don't have to add any extra notes to it. It's just simply is what it is. You can read your Bible. You can go to church and listen to a sermon. You can do your devotionals. You can do all the things. But if you are not applying what you are hearing to your life, the scripture says that you are fooling yourself. You're fooling yourself. It's like looking at yourself in the mirror, walking away and forgetting what you look like. 
Okay. We don't want to be those type of people. And honestly, I heard something recently that kind of hit so good where people feel like they struggle with hearing from God. And they made the point that, well, are you listening to what he's been saying? Have you done the last thing that he's told you to do? Because if you're not obeying what he's saying to you, then he's going to stop talking. Right. Think about you as a human. If you're telling somebody something and they're not listening to you, they're ignoring you or doing what they want to do anyway. Are you still going to talk to that person? Are you still going to try to give them advice? No, you're going to be like, all right, look, she want to do what she want to do. It is what it is. And I definitely don't want to be in that place where God is doing me like that. Like, okay, she's not listening to me. So I'm going to stop speaking. Right. This is where that self-evaluation comes in. So um, in regards to depression, when you're dealing with depression and you find yourself unsure of what to do next for your situation, just read your Bible, sis. And if you're unsure of what to read in your Bible, use the index in the back of your Bible um, where you can search for scripture by topic. And if you don't have a physical Bible, use the Version Bible app. You can download it on your phone and they have a search bar and you can put in like the topics that you're dealing with. So if you feel depressed, go to the back of your book and read about depression. If you're struggling with your finances, go to the back of the book and look up finances. If you're struggling in your marriage or your parenting, go to the back of the book and look for that topic and start to read scriptures on that. It's so simple. It could all be so simple, <laughs> as our sis Lauren Hill told us, right? Don't make it difficult. So number two is to listen to the Lord and do what he says or do what his word says. All right. The third thing that you can do to overcome depression is to pray for deliverance. Psalms 143 and 9 says, rescue me from my enemies, Lord. I run to you to hide me. Now, when I read this scripture, um, it gives me a visual of like you being chased by the enemy. And um, one thing to confirm this is 1 Peter 5 and 8, where it says that the enemy prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. So again, in my mind, I just have this picture of the enemy chasing you. You're running, you're running, trying to find somewhere to go for safety. And then all of a sudden you look up and you see God or the father standing there with his arms wide open. And he's pleading for you to run to him, to come to him so that he can keep you safe. You make it to the father's arms and he grabs you up and you're safe from the enemy. Now, when you're in a state of depression, run and hide in your father's arms. And in this case, I'm talking about God. When you feel depressed, um, give me one second. Run and hide in your father's arms when you feel depression trying to pull you down into its trap, right? Because all depression is, is like that trap holding you down, keeping you down, sinking you down and weighing you down. So a lot of times um, when we're in depression, a lot of people like to run away from God or don't even consider God. They just sit in the sadness and feel like, oh, things will be like this forever. There's no way that this can get better. There's no point in me even praying to God or going to him. And that's exactly what the enemy wants you to do. Don't fall for his plan, sis. Don't fall for the trick, sis. Run to God. This is where you need to be close to him so that he can shield you. There's so many scripture, um, especially in Psalm about God being a shield or a fortress or a strong tower or this place of protection that we can go um, in the midst of those moments where we're feeling low and sad. 
So in those moments, like I said, don't avoid God, go to him. This is when this is your chance that you need to be going to him because the enemy is not playing. He's prowling around and looking for someone to devour. So when you're in your father's arms and you're safe from any attack that he may have on you, right? God can help you in those moments. Trust that he will save you. And um, just a quick tip too. Um, I thought it was interesting, the um, definition of deliverance, which means the action of being rescued or set free. And this kind of goes back to how I was saying that depression can trap you or keep you locked down. So the enemy uses depression to lock your emotions in a trap. Pray that God will set you free or deliver you from the burden of your depression. Okay. And the fourth thing that you can do to overcome depression is to seek God's wisdom, knowledge, and leadership. Psalms 143 and 10 says, teach me to do your will for you are my God. May your gracious spirit lead me forward on a firm footing. Now, there is a version of um, the world's wisdom, knowledge, and leadership, but then there's God's version of wisdom, knowledge, and leadership. All right. It goes both ways. Both are available to us. So I have learned from trial and error over time that God's ways are higher than the world's ways and better too. So a lot of times I feel like when it comes to wisdom, knowledge, and leadership, when we're going through things, sometimes we can find ourselves getting information from the wrong people. And it's just pushing us deeper down into our depression and not helping us at all. Um, especially if you connect with somebody who is in a pity party with you and both of y'all depressed, both of y'all going through in your minds and y'all link up and y'all can um, piggyback off of each other's drama and trauma. And you guys connect from complaining and about your woes and stuff. And I actually was in a relationship like this or friendship like this. And it's like, once the scales were removed from my eyes. And once I got connected to God's wisdom, knowledge, and leadership, I was able to see like, okay, we trauma bonding here. <laughs> I don't want to talk about how upset I am at this situation or how I wish things would have went different or how, I'm, or how I'm mad at such and such for what they did to me. I don't want to have those conversations anymore because it's not helping anything. So I shifted those conversations and shifted my source of wisdom, knowledge, and leadership and got with more um, godly connections. And it really helped me to change my perspective for my situations and helped me to overcome those depressing and down thoughts, right? So don't be fooled. You can find people Okay. I'm not sure why the video was paused, but don't be fooled. You can find people that can um, agree with your mess, right? Um, this is something that I've noticed on social media too, with the algorithm. Um, your timeline agrees with what you're saying and with what you're thinking. So you feel like it's right. <laughs> and, um, a perfect example of this is when I used to complain about dudes ain't, mm, you can't find a good man, blah, blah, blah. I saw a lot of things on my timeline that confirmed that. But now that I'm talking about mental health and mindset and upgrading your life and your lifestyle, I'm seeing things that agree with that now. But I know that those that information is right because it aligns with the word of God. 
Okay. So you just want to be sure that you are seeking God's wisdom, knowledge, and leadership and not the world's. Now there's a second part of the scripture where it says, may your gracious spirit lead me forward on firm footing. Um, and the right of request that God's spirit leads him on firm footing. Now the definition of firm means to have a solid, almost unyielding surface or structure, strongly felt and unlikely to change. So I believe this phrase refers to um, the writer's unsettled emotions. And in part one, we talked about how depression can be like um, an intoxicating experience in your body where you're just not in your right state of mind. You're just overwhelmed with emotions, right? Um, so I believe, like I said, this phrase refers to his unsettled emotions. And he wants to be confident as he moves forward, not unsure and doubtful. So when you are led by the spirit, opposed to your flesh or opposed to what the world says that you should do and how to handle your situations, that's what makes that possible. All right. So just a quick recap for part two of how to overcome depression. Ask for God's help. Listen to the Lord and do what he says. Pray for deliverance and seek God's wisdom, knowledge and leadership. And just two quick reflection questions. Um, these were for part one as well. How has depression affected your mindset and which strategy can you implement the next time that you are faced with depression? All right. So that is all that I have for you all today. Um, if you are not, I would love to have you follow me on my Instagram and Facebook page. Um, I would love to have you join the Mom Keys to Mental Peace community and my email list. Um, please subscribe to the podcast as well as my YouTube channel so that you are connected for all new episodes. Um, I do record live on social media, but then I take it down um, and post it on my YouTube and podcast platform for you to be able to listen there. And if you have been enjoying this podcast, please be sure to rate the show um, and leave a review about what you like or what you would like to see more of. And all of this information and links will be um, in the show notes on the podcast platform, as well as my YouTube channel. All right. So that's all that I have for you all today. I pray that you have a great week and I will see you all next Tuesday. Bye.